0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Again, let's just take a moment to focus, set your heart, your ears, your your attention to what god may have to say to you anything else just let it fall by the wayside whatever you're thinking of or even trying to remember if you need to go write it down so it's out of your head do that you need to do meditation if you need to take a deep breath need to go to a different location just make yourself available to god he's always there He's always within you, speaking to your spirit and drawing your soul. He's on time. You don't have to worry about being behind or too soon or out of step with him. We've talked about the, the fallacy of being in the center of his will. There's, there's nothing outside of his will. He's either sovereign or he isn't. He's either God or he's not. He doesn't have an equal. He has he has no competition. We've kind of inflated the devil to be his equal and that they're vying, God and the devil, are fighting over our souls. And whoever wins determines where we end where we spend eternity. If God wins and we're converted and we're born again, then we'll go to heaven. But if that doesn't work and we're we end up in the clutches of the devil, we'll spend our eternity in hell. That's just not the way God does things. His ways are not our ways. We've he, God has God created the devil. God created the angels. God created heaven and hell. The creator is in control of the creation. He doesn't subjugate himself and say, "Okay, I'm going to make you a bigger power and authority than I am, I the God of all creation who created your thoughts, who created the whole concept of heaven and earth, of time, of eternity, all these things God created. He's in charge of it all. If you have any questions about that, go to him with it because it's important to, to accept not only that God is, is sovereign and eternal, but that he loves you. That it's his nature to love you. It's not about your, the state or the condition of your soul. The, it's not about you deserving it or having earned it, or that God is obligated to love you and care for you because you've been faithful. You've been such a you're, you're in a position of power and authority in ministry, so God is obligated to take care of you. No, that's not how that works. God loves you and is going to take care of you because he loves you. Because that's who he is. Our God is a loving God. And in your life, in my life, he expresses that love by giving. His nature is love He shows his love by giving, giving himself, giving who he is, giving that eternal life. Now, why doesn't he just do that? Why doesn't he just change us in the twinkling of an eye, in a blink? Why doesn't he just do that? Because our soul isn't ready for it. Your soul is resisting God, is resisting your own spirit's pull. Your own spirit is drawing your own soul, is pulling and whispering and constantly extolling the virtues of being one with God. Your spirit is drawing your soul. God's spirit through your spirit is drawing your soul back into relationship, back the way it was originally created to be. This is not something we're trying to recreate. When Adam and Eve were walking around in the garden, it's how they communicated and dwelled and had their needs met. Their physical needs, their soulical needs, and their spiritual needs were all met by the presence of God. I don't even think they had to eat. They, they didn't need additional stimulus in their, for their mind, their will, and the emotions. God is the one who said it's not good for man to be a single person. So he divided Adam so, it, so there'd be a duality. But for you and I, he is, through our spirit, drawing our soul back into union, perfect union with our spirit so that we would be one spirit, soul, and body just as Christ is the Spirit, Christ and the Spirit are one with the Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, what that looks like, we don't know. We, we have glimpses into what it looked like here on this earth when we look at and God reveals the life of His Son who is walking around here on this earth. But we only have glimpses. We do not have a definite accounting we don't have a this is what he said this is how he did it this is how we are to do it and i think that's deliberate i don't think god wants us to have all the answers without him if he did he would have written us a manual and what we have right now is written down is certainly not a manual We we have how many different hundreds of denominations, and you know if if it was something, if it was a manual, step one, step two, step three. How long would it take to study it? But one of the reasons we even go to church and we study the scriptures and these kinds of things is because it's a mystery. It's not clear. I think that's deliberate on God's part, because He doesn't want us depending on anything other than Him, than the living Word, not the written Word. He is the path. What He His Word is a light into the path, but we want the path, the way, the truth, the life. We want relationship with God not just understanding it's not you know we look at the the example of Paul who was anti-Christ he was against everything Jesus stood for he was the a blasphemer as far as Paul was concerned and he was preaching against him and yet he was following The scriptures to the best of anybody's ability he had devoted his life to loving God and was willing to do anything to those who offended that God which he believed was Jesus and it was Jesus himself and said why do you persecute me after he was dead after he'd been crucified, Paul, why do you, or Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul said, I don't even know what you're talking about. Jesus had to reveal himself. And likewise for you and I, he reveals himself. And he reveals himself in ways that mean something to us in our particular situation. So we want to be available to him to do that. We want to be allow him the opportunity, make, make a place for him. You now, he's already drawing your soul to your spirit because your spirit's already given him permission to do whatever he needs to do. So he's doing it, but we want to be involved. We don't want to be ignorant of what God is doing. So we've been talking about homework, and we've been talking about creating your own homework. And why do we do that? And we've been talking about the abilities, the, the supernatural abilities that you have in your soul right now, that we all have the same ones, they may function differently but depending on on the strength of our soul that God gave us. And God gave you the soul he wanted you to have. Your soul is different than mine. You We each have a unique soul just as we each have a unique body. But God gave you the soul he wanted you to have for your purpose here on this earth. But your soul s- still has the same Abilities, from person to person to person. And that's true whether you're a Christian or not. That soul communicates, has power and authority within the supernatural realm. Because the solical realm is part of the supernatural realm. We talked a little bit about one way to look at it is different regions of a country. Or even different we could, in, in America, there's different counties in a state and then different states in the country. So it's broken down smaller and smaller. And sometimes sometimes those count, each county has its own characteristics, and each state has its own characteristics. Some are very flat and, and have our plains and prairies. Some are very mountainous. Some have a lot of lakes. Some are very cold. Some are very hot there's quite a, a variety of different geography for each state for each county and sometimes you know when you at least here in the United States when you're going from one state to another all the only way you know is if there's a sign there it says you are now leaving this state and entering this other state there's no There's no border. There's no big line that you cross over. Oh, now I'm in the next state. The air doesn't all of a sudden smell different. The color of the sky is still blue. You don't even know you've gone into a different state. And yet there are different qualities to each state. Each state Again, in the United States, each state has its own set of laws. Let's take speed limits. Some states go as fast as you want and go up to 85, or there's no speed limit. Others are, you know, speed limit every five seconds, every, you know, 50 feet, there's a new speed limit sign. And there's police waiting to pull you over. Well, that's going to be the power and authority that governs that particular region, that particular county, that particular state. And that's the way, those are the boundaries that God set up. Just as he set up boundaries here on this earth, he has set up boundaries in the supernatural realm. And those who live and dwell in the supernatural realm abide by those boundaries. Now, one of our big concerns that we have is, is our enemies. We have, we've talked many times before about the world system, the devil and his little buddies, and our flesh, and our, which are just basically bad habits, bad solical habits, which are part of partly developed due to believing lies, our history, our theology, our wounds, and some generational. But the boundaries that God set up in the supernatural realm are intentional. He created, we could say, the different states, the different regions in the soulical realm. In the supernatural realm. One of those states, one of those regions in the supernatural realm is the solical realm. And that's where the souls of us three-parted beings, spirit, soul, and body, that's where our soul functions. Just as our body functions on the earth, our soul functions in the supernatural realm, more specifically the solical realm. Our region is the solical realm. Our big fear, is, big fear is about the devil and his little buddies. Well, they have their own region. We could call it hell. And it's in the solical realm. I mean, the, sorry, definitely not the solical realm. It's in the supernatural realm. So the solical realm is in the supernatural realm, and hell is in the supernatural realm. Guess what else is in the supernatural realm? Heaven, where the angels dwell, different kinds of angelic creatures, angelic beings. The heavenly realms. There's probably a a first heaven, a second heaven, a third heaven, heaven, a fourth heaven, a fifth heaven. Likewise, different regions of hell we, you know we even can even look at different dimensions of the earth different there's so much more that we don't understand, and we try to draw conclusions anyway, but your abilities, your power and authority in your soul resides in the supernatural realm. That's where the solical realm is. Now, there are restrictions in the solical realm. There are restrictions in hell. There are restrictions in heaven. Now, let's go back to, you know, like, let's say there's 17 different levels of, uh, or regions of heaven where there's, where, the, where different beings in each one of these zones each one of these counties, each one of these regions within the supernatural realm have their own restrictions. Likewise, Hell hell 1, Hell 2, Hell 3 has their own restrictions. Solical beings. Let's say, and I don't know about this. I'm not saying this is true to whatever degree, but let's talk about animals. Do they have souls? Would they be a part of our solical region? Or would they have their own solical region? It would still be in the supernatural realm. We know they have a physical being that exists in the natural realm, and yet their physical being is not like you and I. It's not the human type of being. There are birds, there are fish, there are uh, you know other kinds of mammals, there are whales. There are different kinds of physical beings, but do they also have a soul? So we have a lot of things that we don't know, And it's up to God to reveal to us. But we can ask these questions because we want to find out about ourselves. Because our soul is a gift God gave us, and we want to use that gift to its greatest ability as... In honor of that gift, we take care of, we we treasure the gifts God gives us. And he gave you your body, and he's given you your soul, and he wants us to value those gifts. So we learn how they work, what we're supposed to be doing with them. Now, this is true, again, whether you're a Christian or not. Because whether you've been born again or not, whether you have been respirited or not, you still have the same soul, just as you have the same body. But in the natural, your physical being has power and authority in the natural realm. You can resist or cooperate with the elements in the natural realm, like gravity. You can jump up and down. You're resisting and complying with gravity, which is part of the Earth system. Won't spend too much time on that, we've done that before, but our physical body, we've accepted its relationship to its physical surroundings, the natural realm. But we have spent very little time understanding the power and authority of our soul. And that's when we can look at, even though there are very few examples, they are really helpful examples in the scriptures where different disciples wrote about their experiences of what Jesus himself taught about how the soul works. Because again, until Jesus was resurrected, the New Testament, the new relationship with God. The Spirit was not in, instilled in anybody. Nobody became born again until the resurrection. And and the vast, vast, vast majority of God's teaching through his Son was before the resurrection. So he was laying the groundwork. He, he clearly spent a lot of time Showing and revealing and teaching about the soul about how our soul works, I think one of the reasons he did that was because there was so little attention being paid to the soul it was so much attention was being paid to the physical behavior. Do this, don't do that you know the the don't you know the laws were all about when you know don't sabbath don't you know plant different things close to one another don't eat this don't eat that don't say this don't say that and we have the same thing in our different org- religious organizations those are all behaviors those are all natural those aren't soulful god it i think you know we're the same today as we were back then was when jesus was revealing the true nature of god we focus on what we have control over because our soul was doing its best to meet its own needs. And what did it have available but the natural? Your soul has power and authority within the solical realm, within the supernatural realm, but over power and authority over the natural realm. So this is why we look at the miracles that Jesus did, when we look at the physical nature of them, even turning water into wine, there was no solical purpose for that, or spiritual. I mean, we can make things up, but he simply did something very physical and changed water into wine with, you know, just a thought. Even raising Lazarus from the dead was a physical thing. He was expressing how the soul had power and authority over the natural realm. Now, that's not exclusively all he did. Of course not. But that's something he gave a lot of examples to his disciples and they marveled and then he sent them out two by two and they came back and said even the devils are responsive to us and again they weren't christians they weren't born again they were still dead in their spirit and the devils the demons responded to them they could cast out devils and they weren't christians And I think there's that's something we really need to to, to stop and think about because it, it's not about changing the world. Well, you know we're, that's on the list of things to talk about. One of these days I'll get to that about what what it looks like to what would it look like to be a Christian uh, today with all your abilities functioning. It's the same. We'd get the same response as Jesus did. Jesus is walking around with all his natural abilities functioning, all his soulful abilities functioning, and all his spiritual abilities functioning. He had no shadow of turning. He had no wounds to be healed. Does, does that mean he was never wounded? Absolutely not. He was rejected constantly. The difference was, was he knew how to go to the Father to get healed to get comforted, to get encouraged. He didn't let his soul separate from his spirit. He's the only one who started, just as Adam and Eve, remember Adam was referred to as the first Adam, both as sons of God. I mean, um, Jesus was, they were both referred to as sons of God. They both had that relationship with the Father. They both had their souls' needs met by spirit, through spirit. They were all, they were both one with God. And yet, God could not achieve something that he wanted to achieve with Adam and Eve. So, he arranged it for that spirit in both of them to die, to be separated from them. So they could learn something. So, so it could change something in them. And we've talked before about the gratitude and the appreciation and the value. We don't value God when he's out there. When he's just something to to admire and worship and when he's not allowed in our lives, when we are just counting the days till we die because we believe in God, we'll go to heaven. But that's not his idea of relationship, and that's what he's paid for. that's what his plans are. so he's separated. So he could rejoin us, so we would be reun- our soul and spirit would be reunited, restored into that original relationship, but changed by experience. Because when you've been wounded and in pain, and someone comes along and heals you and restores you, just as Jesus did. You say, thank you. You you say, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's what God wants to do in our lives. And very often, it's our soul that is resisting him. Because your soul wants to maintain control. But part of that, while God is doing it, is you and I are learning we've got you know we're developing a map we're getting an idea about okay this is the the plan this is what it looks like these are the different counties the different regions that we're dwelling in this is our power and authority how does it work what does it do how does our soul work So we'll get back together again, hopefully continue to work on, on your developing your own homework. Ask God what is it that you want me to be working on? What is it you're you're drawing me in? And just write that down. And then ask him, How do I do this? How do I learn how to do this? And we will hopefully get into some more of those details. Keep on trying to get there. Uh, hopefully we'll get to there get back into some of those details next week. Until then, continue to drop me a line, give feedback at diane at the rainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.